key year-end tax tips you need to know. Hey everyone, Adam Bergman here, tax attorney and founder of Byrie Financial. And on today's Adam Talks, four really superbly important tax tips that hopefully you know, but if you don't, this is a great refresher on the tips that could help you save a bundle of money for your taxes. So here's a quick, quick summary of the four tips and I'll, I'll spend the next 10, 15 minutes if you allow me to do so on the podcast, going through them in, in greater detail. The first is basically harvesting losses and deductions, right? You want to use at least $3,000 of capital loss to offset ordinary income. If you have long-term or short-term capital losses, use them to offset any uh, capital gains or vice versa. You want to um, also obviously consider a 30-day wash rule. Whatever you sell, you got to wait 30 days to buy back. Doesn't apply to cryptos, only the equities. From a deduction standpoint, you still have time to make charitable deductions and obviously prepaying business expenses, um, office rents, um, you know, consulting services, accounting services, pension services for the early, for next year gives you deductions this year. Uh, number two, Roth IRA conversions. Obviously, you have until 1231 to do it uh, for this year. Um, maybe you have losses, maybe you have a lower income than you, you expected. And it's a good time to move pre-tax IRA assets to Roth, pay the tax at a, at a lower tax rate. Third is maximize your, your 401k you have, uh, up to December 31 for your uh, employee deferrals. If you have a 401k at work, um, if you have a solo K, you, you may have some more flexibility until you file your return. Also 529 plans, contributions are due, um, 1231. Um, and obviously if you have to take requirement and distributions, um, you got until the end of the year to do it if you're over 73 or you haven't inherited IRAs. And then finally, um, think about tax-free gifts to children, right? Each, each spouse can do 17,000 tax-free without touching their unified credit. Um, great way to just kind of push uh, money uh, out of your state into your kids' hands. So that's it. Um, here's, that's a quick summary. I'm going to go into some uh, greater detail now on each of the four key uh, year-end tax tips that um, could help all of us. So Buckle up and um, let's let's get going. So number one, <clears throat> harvesting losses and deductions. Okay, so number one, we all should be doing this. I assume everyone has some capital losses, unless you've owned Nvidia, Apple, Amazon, Tesla. Um, you probably had some some dogs stock picks. I know I did. Well, every year you can use up to three thousand dollars of capital losses to offset ordinary income. So everyone should be doing that. Number one, that's a guaranteed three thousand dollars deduction. Next, if you have any capital gains, it's time to offset. Maybe you have gains here and losses there. Well, long-term losses can offset long-term gains. Short-term losses can offset short-term gains, and then whatever's left over can offset each other. So, if you have capital gains, talk to your advisor. It's always good for your advisor and your accountant to be on the same page. I always have my advisors talk uh, before year end, usually around this time of the year after Thanksgiving. Just a couple minutes on the phone. Hey, these are the losses. These are our gains. This is our strategy. Um, how does that play from a tax standpoint? A little bit of preparation could, could go a long way in saving you taxes. Um, one thing to do and note is if you are going to sell a stock for a loss, you got to wait at least 30 days to buy it back. That's called the wash uh, sale rules. Um, so just kind of consider that. Um, cryptos, it doesn't apply to. So you can technically sell Bitcoin 
1231 and buy back January 1, although it does apply to publicly traded stocks. Now moving on to some deductions. Charity, you have until the end of the year, you're feeling um, you know, altruistic. This is obviously a great uh, thing to do. And the deductions help uh, reduce taxable income and you get to help your favorite charity. So please consider charity. And then obviously this is something I do. Uh, I prepay business expenses, usually like accounting, I'll prepay a couple months in rent, January, February, March, sometimes um, like pension administration, 401k costs, um, things that I know I'm going to deal with every year. And if I have enough cash flow, it doesn't have to be major, um, but getting an extra 10, 15, $20,000 deduction, like it reduces your taxable income and it takes care of some expenses for next year that, you know, um, you know, are, are autonomous and are going to occur anyways. Uh, they're reoccurring. So you might as well just pay them now, assuming obviously you have cash flow, right? You need the cash flow. If you're um, tight on cash, and obviously you don't want to prepay any expenses. But if you have some extra cash, you don't want to pay taxes on it. You know, prepaying some business expenses does make sense. So that in itself is the first key year end tax tip, harvesting losses and deductions. <clears throat> Number two, one of my favorite topics of all time, Roth IRA conversions. Uh, I've written a bunch of books on Roth IRAs, including In God We Trust and Roth We Prosper. Roth conversions, I've done them many, many, many times. All my uh, assets are pretty much in Roth. Um, why? Because once you're over 59 and a half, the Roth's been open at least five years, everything's tax-free. The strategy on Roth conversions is number one, doing them when your asset values are low. You don't want to convert at a high price. Cash is cash. But you know, real estate or stocks or cryptos, you want to try to gauge the market. Hard to. You want to try. And ultimately, you need to make sure you can afford to pay the taxes. So you hopefully have some losses or maybe you're at a lower tax bracket than you thought. You are, are then able to engage in a Roth conversion and hopefully minimize the tax impact. When you do a Roth conversion, you pay tax, ordinary income tax on the fair market value of what you convert. The converted amount is basically treated as ordinary income. It's added with your W-2. It's not subject to Social Security taxes or FICA, but it's added uh, on your 1040. And then you're gonna your tax bracket will be dependent on the amount you convert plus any W-2 or other ordinary income you have that, that would flow through to your 1040. So keep that in mind, right? A lot of people say, hey, I'm at the 24% tax bracket. I got some wiggle room to get to the next bracket. Um, this may be a good time to um, do a conversion or I think my um, income is going to be a lot higher next year. I'm going to need a job or I'm getting a promotion. And this is, this is a good time to do it, right? Because if you look at the back, the tax brackets, the big jump um, goes from 12 to 22%. So 12% up to 89,450 if you're married. Uh, once you're over that, you go to 22% from 89 to 198. And then the big jump again from 24 to 32 is if you make between 190 and 364, you're at 24%. Once you're above the 364, 200, you're at the 32. Right. So that's obviously a big jump that you probably at that point, if let's say you have some wiggle room at the 12 percent bracket, you maybe you converted that lower bracket or maybe you're at the 24 percent bracket. You think you may be in 32 percent next year. Maybe you're going to want to take some additional conversion this year to um, take advantage of the lower tax bracket. So something to consider, again, why it's important to have a very good relationship with an accountant to kind of go through these things. Um, Obviously, 
no one can gauge the market, right? You may think cryptos are low today or, or stocks are low today, or maybe your real estate is low. You just never know. You got to just feel comfortable what you're doing. You can also do conversions of in-kind assets over a period of time, right? Let's say you have a business interest, you own 10% in a private business. You can do a couple percent each year. Uh, maybe you own a home in your IRA. You can, you can take a percentage of that asset so you don't have to convert the whole amount. And at the end of the day, you want to be able to make sure that you can afford to pay the tax. Um, thirdly, third tip is maximizing your 401k, right? Um, and your 529 uh, as well. So let's start with the 401k. In 2023, if you have the ability, you work at a employer that offers a 401k plan or you have a solo 401k, you have the ability in 23 to do employee deferrals of 22.5 if you're under 50, 30,000 if you're over 50. Okay. You have until 1231 uh, if you're in a W 2 or you're in a W 2 employee uh, where you don't control the business. Okay. So um, obviously, you need to have enough income. So you can make at least 22.5 or at least 30,000 if you're over 50. But hey, let's say you know, you're doing well this year and you realize that, hey, I haven't maximized, but I got some room. Hey, Talk to your HR department, your, your plan administrator, whoever it is, and say, hey, I want to accelerate my 401k contribution at the end of the year. So the next pay period or two pay periods, I want to add more of my payroll to my 401k, okay, because I got more room. Um, you only have until 1231. Once you do finish the year, you have to deal with 24, 23 is closed. In a solo K, you have more flexibility, especially if you're a solo uh, a sole proprietor or a single member LLC. Technically, employee deferrals are not due until the tax returns filed at 1040, which can be April 15th, October 15th. Um, so you got a little bit more flexibility. But if you work at you know, a large company, Iron Financial, Tesla, Apple, um, or if you have a solo K that's W-2, you really need to make the employee deferrals, the 22.5 or the 30K for 23 by 1231. The employer profit sharing contributions you have until the company files its return. But the employee deferrals, which, which is a big number, must be done by 1231. So keep, please, please, please keep that in mind. You still have time. You just need to talk to your uh, employer and just coordinate and make sure you can accelerate your contributions um, during the last several uh, pay periods. And, and they'll let you do that. Um, 529 plan. 529 plan is a great plan. Uh, irrespective of income, anyone could add money. Generally, um, up to generally 350000 or depending on the state, can go up to 550. Most people will stay under the gift tax return, uh, gift tax, I, I should say, of $17,000 uh, a year. Um, this can be to any beneficiary, any age to pay for elementary school, high school, or or um, you know, university, college. Um, it's not tax deductible, but um, the contributions and the income grow without tax. Now, 529 plans cannot be self-directed. Coverdale's could. But Coverdale's are required to be done by April 15th. Um, 529 is by 1231. Um, but the money grows. There's still deferral. So it has the component kind of like a Roth IRA. No deduction, but the money grows within the 529 tax-free, so long as you obviously pay and use it for education costs for a beneficiary. You can change beneficiaries. If you got extra cash under the Secure Act 2.0, you can also move a little bit of extra cash at a certain date and age over uh, to a Roth IRA. Uh, it's a great plan. It's just not tax deductible, right? So it's not going to give you the tax deductions to lower your taxable income for 23, 
But hey, it's going to let you save more tax effectively for um, family members, kids that are going to school, use those funds for school. And the, the advantage of the 529 recovered ill is it takes advantage of the power of the furrow compounding returns, lets that money work for you without tax. So at the end of the day, you can have a lot more money that you can pull out tax-free and then use to pay for, for school. So it's a great, great thing. And then the fourth and final key year-end tax tip is tax-free gifts to kids. This is something, again, that uh, a lot of people kind of forget about. We all, each spouse has a $17,000 basically gift tax, gift exclusion each year. Now, even if you go above 17,000, people kind of get this confused. You don't pay tax. So yeah, you have to file a gift tax return. You actually don't pay tax. Why? Because you have a, a uniform, uniform lifetime exclusion or unified credit, which is like $12.9 million. Now it could drop in the next couple of years, but at this point it's like 12.9 million bucks. Most of us, it's not an issue. So even if you go above 17,000 and you gift your kid 7 million or 6 million a year, you actually don't pay tax. It just eats up your unified credit. So what people try to do is stay under the 17K. So they don't have to file a gift tax return, even though there's no tax. And number two, that unified credit, which is now 12.92, stays at 12.92. It's not reduced by the amount that exceeds the 17K. So what is a very popular solution is Parents will give up to seven, grandparents or friends or family members will give up to 17,000 bucks um, to, to a kid uh, as a gift uh, or grandchild or, or someone, nephew, niece, whatever, and into a 529 because there you know the kid's not going to blow it on, on uh, you know, fancy sneakers and Travis Scott concert and um, a, a new car, right? The money's going to school and in the 529 plan, it can only be used for school. And so, you know, it's going to a good place. Um, you don't get a deduction, but again, it, it doesn't cost you anything. There's no tax. And you know for sure it's being used for the uh, higher education or, or secondary education or elementary school. So really good. You feel good. Hopefully uh, the beneficiary is happy because it's going to help pay for school and you're not touching your uh, lifetime exclusion. Although <clears throat> if you want to touch your lifetime exclusion, you could. It's super high, like most of us aren't going to ever deal with $12.9 million of exclusion. So um, you have um, a lot of options. Um, the, it will decrease at 25 um, all the way down. So not, I mean, it will decrease at some point. Um, it's now 12.92 per person. It's like 20, almost 26 million bucks. It's going to decrease to 5 million in 2025. So um, you got to kind of strategize with maybe uh, your advisor. It's always good to have also a good estate trust attorney that can help you. There's some really cool tax strategies, uh, whether you do slats or irrevocable trust or ways to kind of get assets into out of your estate and take advantage of a super high um, unified credit of 12.92, which we may not see in our lifetime like ever again. Um, so um just something to be careful about, but or aware of, I should say, not careful. Use it to your advantage. Uh, but those to me are the four big tips. As a tax attorney, the, these are the four things I kind of focus on and, and usually chat with friends and clients. Again, just to summarize, number one, you want to harvest losses like capital losses to offset ordinary income up to 3K and capital losses. You want to use and accelerate deductions like charitable um also um, prepay some, some expenses that are gonna reoccur in the new year. Number two, the Roth IRA conversion. Um, if you have discounted assets, 
you have um, some losses, some NOLs that you can carry forward uh, or in the current year, maybe you have lower income than you thought or you expect your income is gonna increase. Uh, maybe you have some room in your tax bracket. Um, this could be a good opportunity to convert. Why do you wanna convert? Because once the account's in Roth and you're over 59 and a half, the Roth's been open at least five years, everything's tax-free. Um, thirdly, think about maximizing your 401k for an employee at a company or you have a solo K for a C or S corp, the um, 401k maximum employee deferral, um, the 225 or 30K, if you're over 50, you only have until 1231. You have more flexibility if you have a solo K and you're a sole proprietor or schedule C that you can do until you file your return. Um, also, if you have to um, take a requirement of distribution, you're gonna do that by the end of the year. If you're over the age of 73 or have an inherited IRA. And also if you have some extra money left over, uh, the 529 plan, you have kids. Um, college, we know, is getting more expensive every year. Um, getting to the point, we, you know, uh, I have this conversation like every week with my friends over dinner. It's like, do we want our kids to even go to college? I mean, forget about what some of these campuses are like, but like, is it worth $70,000 a year? Like, are they better off just taking the money, traveling around the world and just figuring life out? I don't know. Maybe if they don't want to be a doctor or a lawyer, Maybe it's not worth $300,000 to um, drink beer for four years and hang out. So it, it's getting to a point, right? Everything has a price. At, at 20000 bucks a year, college is worth it. Maybe thirty. At 70, 80, 100, it's like, hey, if my kid's not going to Harvard or Yale or Princeton, like, is it worth that money? Uh, I'm not sure. And then fourth, obviously, think about uh, taking advantage of the um, gift exclusion of 17000 uh, per person, uh, 34,000 a couple without touching your 12.92 million unified credit lifetime exclusion. And if you have assets that are appreciating, um, you may want to think about figuring out a way how to take advantage of the high um, lifetime exclusion because it's going to drop in 2025. So this may be a great time to get your assets, take advantage of the 12.9 or like almost um, $26 million couple exclusion, get business assets or other real estate assets outside of your estate. Um, and there's ways you can do it through irrevocable trust and slats, all legal ways. Um, and then this way, when the uh, estate um, unified credit drops, <coughs> um, your assets are ready out of your estate. So God forbid you pass, you're not gonna have to worry about, or your kids aren't gonna have to worry, your estate's not gonna have to worry about paying estate tax. So that's it. Um, hope everyone's having a great holiday season. Hope um, everyone's having fun. Shopping is not too hectic. Um, hopefully you can take advantage of these tips, even if one or two or even three or four of these tips help. Amazing. If you pass it on to your friends or family, even better. Um, this could help all of us. I use all these tips. I've been using them for many, many years. Uh, it's kind of my go-to thing. I try to do this podcast towards the, er, the end of the year. Um, I've been doing it for a while. So if it is kind of say, hey, I think I heard this guy <laughs> say this before. I may have um, why these tips don't really get stale. They don't get old. Uh, they're, they're still very usable and very helpful and very creative. So <laughs> hopefully it helps. Uh, if it does it, I hope you learn something and maybe it's going to help you in 24. Otherwise, have a great holiday season. Happy, happy uh, holidays. Happy New Year. And I'll see everyone again uh, next week. Ciao and uh, take care.